Hello, this is Kumbasike, this is Connor, and this is episode 55. My guest today is Hannah Larson. Hannah is an expat currently living in Saigon, Vietnam, and is initially from Chicago, USA. How Hi, you, everybody. Hannah? I'm doing well. How are you, Connor? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Great to have you on. Really appreciate your time. Have you done a podcast before? I actually haven't. No, okay. this is my first one. Yeah, I hope the debut goes well then. I'm sure I've done will. video interviews, but never just voice. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which one do you prefer? Do you have a preference? or? Both are okay. Yeah, sure. I've Both never done okay. a video interview. That's yeah. something that I'm yet to do, but maybe in a couple of months once I get this nailed. So then do you mind telling me a bit about your background in the States? Yes, so I am from Chicago. I got my master's degree in social work in Chicago, so I studied that. That encompasses both behavior and psychology. But as I was working with clients, I noticed that it wasn't only the material things that they needed help with, but also, and not only psychology, but also their diet. So at that time, I was actually following a vegan diet. I didn't know so much about nutrition, and I ended up eating a lot of junk vegan food. So a lot of processed pizza, but it didn't have any animal products in, so I thought, this is healthy. And that's when I decided, okay, something isn't going right here. I'm vegan, but I'm not feeling my best. So that's when I studied plant-based nutrition at Cornell University, and I coupled that with social work. So then I started helping my clients not only with getting material possessions like food stamps and social security, but also helping them with more holistic nutrition. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's the work that you're currently based on. What is the sort of work that you currently do? So right now I work both as a freelancer and I work at Mandela Wellness Center doing holistic health consultations. So with my clients, I work with anyone from um, maybe they have type 2 diabetes, maybe they want to lose weight, maybe they have anxiety and depression, gut problems, IBS, neurological disorders. I have a lot of range of clients mm. and I will address their issues not only from a nutrition standpoint but also from a psychological standpoint. Okay, so I'm trying to get a picture then. How do you do it from both the nutritional point of view and the psychological? What is the whole process there? So I'll give you an example of a problem that has its roots both in nutrition and stress or psychology. One would be irritable bowel syndrome where the person is not digesting right and that has to do a lot with food not getting enough fiber so from fruits and vegetables not getting enough hydration water content from raw foods but it also has to do with stress so thinking way too much about the future can make your stomach not digest properly a lot of stress coming from the um, from the past too i also work with people with emotional eating problems so people that want to lose weight they're eating the wrong things they're eating snack foods all the time maybe oreos chocolate and this is usually when they feel stressed out so typically they're not able to process an emotion in the right way they a lot of us we feel a negative emotion and we want to distract ourselves we either watch tv um, sometimes we do healthy things like go for a run call a friend but even that it's distracting us from the real problem and i think we really need to look within and then we'll be able to change we'll get the root of the problem as well i see yeah and so then you might have to go back a little bit here what was it that you know, you made you want to go down this path. What made you think, okay, nutrition, there's something here that can benefit you. There's something going wrong. When was it that you noticed the link and what made you want to do something about it? Good question. So I grew up in a pretty privileged background in the U.S. I grew up in the suburbs. I was fortunate enough to be able to go to a private high school where I got a really good education. I was able to go into 
a good college and I had always wanted to help people but I didn't really know how. Um, I grew up volunteering a lot with my parents so I was exposed to a lot of different populations that I would never have met otherwise. Um, for example, a lot of homeless people, people with physical disabilities, and I really felt I want to do something with my energy to help other people, and I don't know what it is. And so that's when I studied social work and I started learning about systemic oppression, um, racism, all of these sorts of things, lead poisoning in the water that are affecting only certain populations without material wealth, um, ADHD, kids as young as two years old being put on ADHD medication. Sure. And then when I decided to change for my own personal reasons, I felt, wow, this is really changing everything. It's changing how I'm looking at things. And I really think that if people cleanse out their bodies on the inside, the external will reflect that. And so I feel like we can't just focus only on food and we can't just only focus on psychology, but rather a mixture of both. Okay, I see. And so then from your practice, are there maybe, I know this is tricky, are there maybe two or three things that you've noticed, for example, from both points of view that you think are really key in well-being, for example, a certain amount of vegetables, meditation, yoga, are there any two or three things that you would focus on that you would tell your clients? Yes. For one, um, I myself follow a mostly raw vegan fruitarian diet where I eat mostly fruit and I know that doesn't sound scientific to a lot of people because there's not a whole lot of data on that but we also have to realize from studying social work I realized systemic oppression and also that there is a lot of money and lobbying going into scientific research and so we can't actually be 100% sure that these results are completely scientific with no agenda and so the first thing that I recommend to my clients, they don't have to follow my diet 100%. I know it's kind of difficult for people to not only eat plant-based, but on top of that to eat raw. But I would say at least um, eat one meal of fruits a day, and ideally that would be for breakfast. So after you sleep, your, fat, your body is fasting, it's detoxing on its own, you're resting, and in the morning it's best to get in hydration. So hydration is the number one thing. Um, also getting in greens. So we're very lucky to live in Vietnam, which has yeah. an abundance of greens and herbs. So every day I try to get different herbs in, I try to get different greens in. Um, those are the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. So they have antioxidants, fiber, minerals, vitamins, and they're very low in calories. So we can eat a lot of them in one, in one go, and we still feel pretty full. Okay, I see. Yeah. And so then... I see where you're coming from from that perspective and I'm trying to think from my own diet I think I do need to start with kind of a fruit-based approach so I like the fact you mentioned that it almost seems like a coincidence that I was thinking of it in the week leading to this awesome on Saturday you did a talk about holistic health now I'm not entirely familiar and I'm not sure exactly about the listeners either about what holistic health is do you mind elaborating a bit more on that yeah so holistic health is just what I talked about with both the mind and body so I use the mind-body connection in my practice Um, A lot of the modern medical professionals use a reductionist point of view, so that is the opposite of holistic. For example, you have um, somebody has breast cancer, they would probably remove the breast. Instead of looking at the entire person, seeing Mm. what's wrong, the stress as well, seeing how to detox the body, usually it's connected with dairy milk, casein, and they never really talk about taking things out of the diet and instead looking at it from a very extreme perspective. So some people think that changing your diet to plant-based is extreme. A lot of people think the way I eat is extreme, but for me, 
seven out of 10 people have some sort of chronic health condition. 65% of Americans are on prescription medication. So that's more than half people that are struggling with health. And that to me is not normal. And that's because we have been advertised at since we're children to eat products that aren't really food. These are chemicals masquerading mm. as food that our grandparents don't even recognize. And yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that does make sense actually. The more I looked into diet the last couple of years, I realized for example, you do get fed this narrative and you might be able to elaborate on this. I know it might seem slightly unorthodox, you know, eating mainly fruit, but do you think that everybody has a diet that would work for them, even if it sounds unconventional to the average American or the average person? Um, no, I don't. I believe that humans are meant to be mostly plant-based. And although we're not all fortunate to live in a tropical environment, I do believe we're tropical beings. Um, the indigenous people are all darker skinned, they're eating more plant-based diets, and these are the people that are living the longest. When we stray away from that, that's when we're getting diseases like cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. And these are called diseases of extravagance, which means that we're eating too much rather than not eating enough. So there's more people dying of preventable diseases than there are people that do not have enough food, for example. People that um, don't have enough protein. So that's not really an issue. The issue is that we're not getting enough antioxidants in the system and we're eating things with too much saturated fat, cholesterol. Um, back to your question, I believe um, that's also a marketing scheme for people to be writing books, for example, about the blood type diet. Okay, you're type O, you're type A, you should eat this way. But for me, our design as a human is meant to eat fruit. We're attracted by the fruit, we see it, it's colorful, it's, we can pick it with our hands. Um, we can eat it in its raw form, so when we're talking about meat, we can't, I mean, if you wanted to go kill an animal, maybe you can do that, but you would never eat it raw. Mm. Some people do, but yeah, <laughs> I would say as a whole, most people would not want to do that. Yeah, we course. need to cover it with spices, we need to um, cook it to make it visually appealing, to, to make it smell good, and also our body fluids, our stomach acid is alkaline, and so when we're eating acid-forming foods like meat, dairy, eggs, alcohol, even coffee, um, a lot of times even soy and corn too, so again, yeah. this isn't just all plant-based and non-plant-based, it's not vegan versus non-vegan, it's just what is this food doing to our body and how is it interacting with our body. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so then, I'm going to almost go slightly to the left of this. In terms of your own practice and your own career, are there any challenges that you faced in going down this route with your work? Yes. <laughs> um, I would say I work now with both Vietnamese and local people, local people and expats. And so right now I'm pretty much conversational in Vietnamese, although I'm not fluent. Yeah. And so I've just seen that both populations have different challenges. For me, a lot of the Vietnamese people look up to Westerners and they will trust what I say because they say, you're an expert, you studied in America. And so they don't really question what I say, they're more likely to apply it to their lives. Sure. However, the difficulty is that they're more communal, which actually is a, is a protective factor as far as lifespan, as far as happiness. Yeah. But at the same time, if somebody in the, in the family has diabetes, for example, and maybe that's, I've worked with a mother with diabetes and she's cooking for everybody and I tell her she really needs to eat a lot of greens. It would be perfect if she would eat raw in two, three months, she could get off medication completely if she followed this 
100%, but at the very least eat plant-based. But the problem is that she's cooking for her husband, she's cooking for her kids too, and you kind of have to change the whole family in that way. Right. Um, my issue with foreigners is that they're more skeptical, we're more in our minds, and we have to have data for every single thing. And unfortunately, there, I mean, there is a ton of data on plant-based nutrition, tons of it. The problem is that it is suppressed. Um, when I was talking on Saturday, I asked the crowd if they had ever heard of the largest nutritional study in the world, and they all said no. And so most of our information from nutrition is coming from advertisements from the time we're very young and coming from a Western culture where it's very modern, we're being just barraged with information from every point. There's yeah. so many advertisements. We've been watching TV since we were kids. And so to undo that conditioning with a lot of my clients is quite challenging. And so I think the first time I meet the client, I have to get a gauge for their knowledge about nutrition. And I don't always say at the first meeting, I eat mostly fruit because they would say you're crazy. <laughs> um, I don't want to do that. I slowly, slowly talk about plant-based diet and slowly talk about what things they can add into their diet rather than what they need to take away. Okay, that makes sense. And so then I realized at the start of the conversation, I never went there. How come you then made the move from Chicago to Vietnam to pursue this work? Many reasons. Um, the first is that I was just kind of, um, wanting something new, I wanted to explore, I wanted to be in nature, I wanted to live in another country, to learn another language. I didn't actually know that I was going to be doing this work over here. It kind of started out as me helping people just because I wanted to. That was always just a passion of mine. To I was trying to get my friends to eat more plant-based, to get my parents to eat more plant-based. I was juicing for people just because I wanted to. Um, and then it led me to doing this as a job. And I just went with it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, almost coming to the end of the conversation, are there any aims for the future? Anything you want to achieve maybe in the next few weeks, months, maybe years? Yeah, the next few weeks I have some classes coming up at Mandela. So I've kind of transitioned my focus to one-on-one -on -one clients to more group classes because I think it's more effective that way to reach more people. So I have a class about greens and herbs of Vietnam. I have a couple superfood classes coming up. So we're going to explore different produce of Vietnam that most foreigners don't know about. So sure. the last one I had in um, May, most of the people didn't know half of the fruit that I had there. So we talk about the nutritional benefits, we talk about where they can get it, the Vietnamese name, um, how they can bargain at the market for it, what the yeah, price usually is, where what, what um, region of Vietnam that it's from. Sure. Um, I would say I would like to keep doing that for a few months, but then in the future I would like to keep learning more about detoxification, about fasting, maybe have a center one day, but for now I'm good just having clients in classes. Yeah, I've got a few friends who'd yeah. be interested in that, myself oh, included, great. so yeah, I'm going like, to talk to you more about that. But, okay. um, <laughs> but um, So almost comes to the end then, uh, are there anywhere, is there anywhere we can find you on social media and more about what you do? Yes, absolutely. You can find my Facebook page, Healing with Hannah, as well as Instagram, the same name, and I also have a website. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, I will put that in the description when I upload the link. Okay. Hannah, um, this has been great. I've really enjoyed it. I've got so more of I. an insight into things that 
I've been trying to learn the last few weeks around diet and nutrition and it's great to hear from somebody in this field so I'm excited to explore it more really appreciate your time today you are welcome back at any point absolutely and all the very best with your future thank you so much Connor for having me I hope everybody enjoyed listening (laughs) I'm sure they did take care thank you